for being here at our Wellness Hub by Monica Campana. Today, we have a wonderful guest. Her name is Dr. Kinchlaw. Uh, everyone calls her Dr. K. And um, she's a cognitive mindset therapist and coach. And she's going to give us a little bit of a background. Uh, what did she do to get to what she's doing today? And um, what is she uh, actually doing to help people today in these uh, uh, challenging times. Dr. K, thank you so much for being here. Uh, the floor is yours. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Monica. I am so thrilled to be here and to be able to share with your community. Uh, my name is Dr. Heather Kinchlow and everyone calls me Dr. K. I am the uh, founder of the Mind Brain Academy, which is designed to help people that have learning disabilities to elevate their minds and to also instruct them so that they can move beyond any type of learning disability as well as support those that have mind, mindset chatter resets, toxic thinking that really needs to be strengthened. And so um, I just love the fact that there are so many different methods that we can use through neuroscience and neuroplasticity to be able to rewire the brain. So I got into this when I was in education and also an administrator. I saw so many students that were suffering. Then I also was working with a community where there were parents that were suffering because of their mindset. And then my own personal life, going through a variety of traumas and pain and feeling stuck in cycles, I began to dig and search for different methods and I stumbled across a school by chance, and I really don't believe it's by chance, that they begin to train me in neuroscience and neuroplasticity. And I saw there was so much hope. So within the last two decades, 20 years, I've been working with families, individuals, professionals to shift them to another level intellectually, as well as through their personal lives. Wow, that's wonderful. That's wonderful, Dr. K. Now, I have a very special question, okay? Now, um, new discoveries from Harvard University and Dr. Robert Tanzi show that the mind and the brain are uniquely different. In what ways do they function together and separately for your benefit? You know, I am so fascinated with this phenomenon the fact that the mind and the brain are not the same. We thought they were, but we're finding out now that you actually get to use the mind to shape the brain. The mind actually sends those messages and thoughts to the brain, and then the brain architects the information to hold it for it to become functional in your life. You have over a hundred trillion neurons but they are eavesdropping and listening into as you speak. So it comes out of your mouth, it swings around and goes into your ears, and then it begins to create the proteins that you are commanding it to have for those days. So I'm loving that we get to reshape our minds. You get to use the mind to, to shape the brain, two different entities, and yet they work so closely together we have thought they were the same. Now, I, 
exactly i thought the brain and the mind was the same thing now you're like they're separate so the brain is the actual physical yeah. the physical side structure of it, right? structure and then the mind is yeah. the more uh, esoteric um now um very special question do you do you think that the brain can repair from memory loss or any type of Absolutely. memory issue yes oh yes i'm so thrilled about that that you're not stuck with the brain that you have and between dr norman doidge between um, Harvard University. He has this wonderful book that talks about the way the brain heals itself. We're finding out that you can actually stimulate so many different parts of your brain to heal Parkinson, to heal chronic pain, to heal ADHD. We don't have to just live with it. He gave two examples that I love reading about and listening to. He has many YouTube channels. That's Dr. Norman Deutsch. Um, he talks about John Pepper that had Parkinson and taught himself how to exercise and walk and to think about his movements to heal himself. Another example is Dr. Michael Moskowitz, where he says, I no longer believe in just managing pain. I am interested in curing pain. The thing is, it's relentless work. When parents come to me, when students come to me, I tell them, I say, this work that we're getting ready to embark upon can take between six months or three years because we are actually remapping and recircuiting the neurons that have been just dormant or that you've been feeding and sending the, the wrong energy towards. Oh, that's fascinating, fascinating. And um, uh, now what are the four major uh, components of optimal brain health? The four major components, I like to call them four quarter living. Four quarter living has to do with quality relationships where you spend time with people that are positive because we actually have a mirror gene. So whoever you're around, you'll begin to reflect their views, their perspective, how they carry themselves, all of those things. And also when you have those quality relationships, it causes you to have good laughter. I loved listening to uh, Dr. Avery. He talks about have a good belly laugh every day, that children do it all day long. It releases the endorphins that you need throughout your body. So that's number one. Number two is that you have good mental and physical exercises. So many people are really into exercise, but they forget that the brain needs a workout as well, that it increases neurogenesis, which is the birth of new cells every day. And also that um, you have to engage yourself into something that's going to stimulate that brain to learn. There was a study done about these nuns that were in their 90s and their mental health was so awesome because they took up a new skill every year playing the piano, painting, knitting. So you have to make sure you engage yourself. That was number two. Number three is to manage your stress and build your faith values. 
have a sense of awe. Take a time to go into outside and, and view, view the sunset or a waterfall or read something devotional. So that would build your faith and last grow yourself and your business and your finances. Those are the four different components to having brain health, of course, along with exercise and diet and good relationships. That's wonderful. Now, you mentioned diet. Do you believe that the change um, in diet can improve your brain health? Absolutely. First thing with that is off the top of my head, I'm thinking of sugar. You know, sometimes I say, what is your choice of drug? <laughs> is it sugar or is it something else? Yes, we can, more than 70% of physical ailments now we're finding out have to do with diet and exercise. And according to Dr. Amen, Daniel Amen, that we can change that and you can overcome that. Harvard University said that your diet affects your your brain, your heart disease, if people have that diabetes, obesity, dementia, and that you can change that with good uh, sleep, a loving kindness meditation, you know, where you sit and you have a quiet time in the morning or throughout the day. And um, also managing your stress. There are three levels of stress. That first level is a normal stress level saying, oh, I've got to get ready for the day. I need to do this. I can't procrastinate. That level two is acute where it puts you in that fight or flight state and you're then there, you're on edge all day long and that is not healthy for the body. It never gets to relax. And then level three is chronic where it puts you into toxicity, toxic thoughts, or depression. And so I like to use this acronym, STEFI, S-T-E-F-E, to overcome and capture the ants. The ants are all negative thoughts. So you overcome by steering your speech, training your thoughts, energizing your environment, fueling your feelings and executing effectively. That will shift everything and it will heal your body with diet as well as mentally calming down that mindset chatter and resetting you to a phenomenal you. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. I have to replay that and write it down because those are wonderful words, <laughs> Dr. K, really, truly. Now, um, Specifically, what type of uh, brain exercises do you um, do you suggest people can do? If you have a, a couple of suggestions, sure, sure. Mm -hmm. um, one of the suggestions that I have, we use multi-sensory exercises. So, if you feel like <clears throat> you need to get back up on your game, we actually do exercising with cursive writing exercises. We actually use Morse code where I will make a variety of sounds and get you to hold that information in your memory. I have a workbook that people are actually able to use in classes that we can 
people can come to that are live and unpack all of the different exercises, a small component of our exercises. It is a whole comprehensive program, but we do have a workbook that people are able to access on Amazon. That's wonderful uh, question. Do you have something that, because some people, they want to remember, right? They want to, they don't want to have Alzheimer's, they want to improve their memory, but some people want to forget. Now, is there a way um, to, to forget specific ones? I don't believe there, there is. I mean, people meditate and you get, you know, and you get to, um, but uh, that you know, it's a very tough question, I know. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it's actually very legit and it's true that you can rewire the thought when a thought comes up out of your uh, subconscious, which is the eternal you, I'm coming from down to up into here, it is actually malleable. At that moment, it's weak. You have an opportunity to restructure it so that it can better serve you. You can say to that thought that used to be me, but you no longer serve me. And so before it drops back down into your subconscious, when you do that and create the new thought, you create the new one that you want. You actually, because we are very quantum, have quantum properties, you quantum means energy. You start shifting the energy off of this old one to the new one. And this one down here begins to weaken. It takes 21 days for that process to happen. And then another two more sets. So it really takes three sets of 21 day to begin to break that habit and to unstick it from the other dendrites and neurons. But it is possible that you can develop this new one so uh, if efficiently that the other one will become so weak and and almost denature so that was a great question wow that's that's a wonderful answer and um now some people are very uh, they're brought up in a very um in an environment where there's a lot of criticism and um and usually it's negative it's not constructive negative uh, criticism it's negative and uh, how do you how do you go about uh, having a thought, like immediately you you have something and then you have a, a negative thought. That's your immediate reaction. So you re, you reset your brain as soon as you realize that you have this negative thought, you replace it with a positive or how do you how do you Absolutely. fix that? Absolutely. Yeah, you you have a default mechanism. So that default mechanism was designed by you or someone else. It is what you go to with automaticity. That means you jump towards that immediately when you have a negative thought. One of the things that I say that you need to practice throughout the day is loving kindness meditation. When I say loving kindness meditation, I mean that, first of all, you use your own name. When you use your own name, it actually sends a different neurological stimulation through your body to accept it. You're, it's coming out of your mouth. It's almost like your mother or someone endearing is speaking to you. So example, here's my example. If I messed up the other day, I did something I felt like it wasn't best. I could hear my voice then saying, and you can put your hand on your heart. And I said, Heather, I forgive you. Heather, you are so loved. Heather, 
We are thankful for you and we honor your gift and your talent that Heather, that thought is not you. Heather, this is the real you, that you are a gift. And so as you do that, it begins to create the new, the new cycle, the new thought, so that that old one begins to once again weaken. And the real you stands up because your voice is so needed. And there's things in life, as soon as you start moving forward, it's almost like I call it a tackle box. You know how the football players tackle each other? But my father was a fisherman and he had a tackle, a taco box. And he would pull out this huge lure whenever he said certain fish were running that he wanted to catch. And I just believe that in life that we are on something called Planet Earth University. And I feel like in life, sometimes when you're moving forward, somebody opens up that box and says, we're gonna pull her back or pull him back before they move forward. But the thing is, that's just a course, that's just an opportunity for you to build muscle. If you just relax and don't fight against it, roar against it, or even in your quietness, stand against it, then it will overtake you. But if you are very cognizant of being awake, that's our biggest situation, I think, is that you and I have to be awakened to what's happening around us and understand, stay stepping into your superpower and your superposition. And that's when you are awake and you value and honor who you are and why you are on the planet. I, that's okay. It's uh, 20 minutes have gone by so fast. And, but we have to, we have to, I'm going to have to invite you again and you're going to have to come back because there's so much to talk about. And uh, again, uh, people can find you. You have a website, you have a Facebook, uh, you have an email, right? And yes. this is where yes. people can contact you and, uh, and get... Uh, yes, they can contact me at mbamotivates at gmail.com if they want to email me or on Instagram at Dr. Kinchlow, Instagram. Okay? That's I look wonderful. forward to working and talking. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, I send you lots of positive energy. Thank you so much for, for being here. And I'm sure that we're going to see you again soon. Thank, Thank you, you everyone. So Thank you and mwah, ciao. I'll see you soon.